Hello, I'm Sarah Tullock, Talking Writing's podcast manager, and this is the Talking Writing Podcast. From now until the end of the year, donations and new subscriptions will be acknowledged by the Talking Writing Podcast and will receive a gift. Please find your subscription and donation options on this episode's Substack post. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, I'm Sarah Tullock, Talking Writing's podcast production manager, and this is the Talking Writing Podcast. Please enjoy this week's episode and keep an eye out for next week's bonus episode. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of Talking Writing. I am here today with author, entrepreneur, Nifemi Aluko. So Nifemi oh. is the author of the book Press Play, which was published with New Degree Press which is a hybrid press, and we're going to talk a lot more about that later. And he's also the author of Toffee's Toffee's Divide, which is a book that was converted into NFT, a novel converted into NFT. Um, And that is obviously the center of interest for our conversation today. But Nifami, before anything else, please introduce yourself and share with us a bit about your life experience so far. For sure. Thank, thanks, Neva. Thanks for having me on your pod. So yes, my name is Nefemi Aluko. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, a writer. I think most most of my time, I spend it on building my business. So I run Africa Business Development Agency called KPA, and we help organizations that are trying to expand into the African continent, particularly West, West Central, and East Africa. So that's me leveraging my engineering background and my industrial experience. So my background is chemical engineering. I spent most of my time doing engineering work, optimizing processes, optimizing manufacturing plants. And we help industrial companies that are trying to do the same in Africa. So so that's the main thing. And then on the side, you know, while I'm managing my engineering, my analytical brain, I started doing other creative things, particularly the main thing I started out out was making music so making beats just sampling beats and sampling music and making it so it was if, if you pay attention to beat production it's mainly just trans, transforming something that someone else has made and try to make something else and then you know i did that for about since 2013 actively while i was working while i went to business school and while i was building my business and then in 2016 you know i decided to kind of write a story around one of the albums I was making, almost like a concept album. But I decided, oh, I'd like to write a short story first. And that's where I started started off writing Toffee's story. So I had the name of the character. I had a very simple prompt, which was write a story about a guy that is trying to write a story. I just... <laughs> that's brilliant. I just, yeah, I just figured like it'll it'll be easy for me to write a story if the if I was just kind of examining what was happening in my life and just kind of, you know, using that as a way to write the story. So I did that. I was writing that. I wrote the manuscript pretty much, you know, during the weekends, during evenings when I wasn't working. I did it for about two years, it seems, you know, it was just an on and off thing. Then eventually I got to a point where I'd written a manuscript. I had a uh, few friends that had read it, they said there was something there, but I got stuck. You know, I didn't, I didn't know how to proceed. Luckily so enough, when you got stuck, what did you mean by that? Like, didn't know how to continue it, or yeah. were, you, were you tired of it? 
No, it wasn't. I wasn't tired. I think there was the story. The main structure of the story was there, but you know, I just didn't know if it was done. <laughs> you know, I'd never written a book, so I was like, okay, so what do I do now? Pretty much. So I could always go back to the story to, okay, go add a few lines or go complete something. But you know, it got to a point where it's just like, okay, where do I go from here, right?、Mm-hmm. And you know, because I was writing it. While I was making the music, it was easy for me to kind of put the manuscript and then start working on music. And、I、then、see. sometimes I, you know, I kind of get stuck with the music and I'll go right. So it was it was almost like working on two two manuscripts. There's the a、time. rhythm there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But after a while, I, I probably you know, the business got busy and just other stuff in my life. It kind of just took the back back seat. But I was talking to a friend, telling him about the story, and he was like, "Oh, there's this writing class that he knows about." So I signed up for the writing workshop. Would you remember whole... what the writing workshop was?、Uh, oh, definitely. The they're called Creator Institute. You can check them out. There's a professor from George Georgetown that runs it. His name is Eric Kuster. Very, very. I would say he's like that type of author coach type of person that will kind of inspire you and. Ask you questions and make you think about what you're trying to do. So I got into the workshop with him. I think the first call I got on with him, I was my goal was to I need to understand this publishing process to finish my book. So I'm、okay. telling him about this, you know, fiction book that I'm writing, sci fi and everything. And he just asked me a couple of questions about my interest. Asked me about like. You know who do I aspire to be? What kind of people I look up to? And eventually, it came around that I started talking a lot about music, right? So, so he was just like, "So, David, why don't you just write about music? You seem so like interested and passionate about it." And I was like, "Oh man, what about my fiction book?" He was like, "Yeah, just you know, write the nonfiction for now. It seems a little bit more you, and then." You can always come back to the fiction book, and you know, if someone like myself, and I'm sure, maybe different entrepreneurs or creators face this. Sometimes you feel like you're just jumping from one thing to another, right? So, you know, I started with the music, then I started. I decided to go write a book. Now, someone is telling me to go write another book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there was a time I paused and I was like, "Am I just hopping from things and not finishing?" Because you know, I do like closure. So when I leave things unfinished, I have yeah,、thing. it's nagging at you, right? Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and finish. So now I have two things unfinished. The mixtape is unfinished. The the coffee, the, bo- the novel, the book is unfinished.、Yeah. Now I'm going to go write this other book. So I so, just but that was the turning point, right? When it when definitely was that advice. Okay,、yeah. so tell us more about that. Yeah, yeah. For so it was I think on the on the I really sat down. And thought about it before I signed up for the class was, what do I want to get out of this? Is it just a book? Is it anything? And once I realized that what I really wanted to get out of it was to learn the publishing process. Once I learn it, it's just like any other thing. Once you learn, you can't. It's hard to unlearn something that you have already learned.、So、Definitely. Just, <laughs> so I just all right. Once I learn this thing, I'm good. I'll be able to do it for the rest of my life. Pretty much, right? So I just once I had that, that then became my main goal. It was about learning the publishing process, 
everything about it, learning how to finish a book, learning how to write engaging stories and all that kind of stuff. So signed up for the class. And, you know, the, the main thing that I got out of it, you know, I signed up for it in July, I, I believe 2019. The book was published by April 2020. That was Press Play, my first book. So yes. it, was, it was pretty much like a nine-month process, right? Mm-hmm. Finish a book. Now, to compare that to me, I've been writing for like two, three years. And I know a bunch of people that have been writing books for years. They haven't published. So for me to publish in nine months. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's go back. Let's put a pin on that because mm-hmm. I want to ask, okay, what was the main difference? What do you think was the main difference? I, so the main difference was first the accountability, right? Mm-hmm. The fact we had to put a certain amount of money down to pay our development editor, right? And having that, the fact that I paid that amount of money, right? As you know, I'm a business owner starting my own business. You know, I'm very, I'm, I'm very scrappy with my cash, at least. Yes. So at, at, at that point, you know, I'm not just spending money on stuff that I, I'm not going to use. So it was, I believe it, it was. It was a catalyst, right? Yeah, it was a catalyst. It was there has week. to be something in exchange. Exactly. <laughs> it was an eight-week process. Every week we had a session where they teach about, you know, something about writing, right? Yeah. yeah. A framework, a way to write hooks, story structure. That's once a week. And then there was, you know, office hours where people would just show up on Zoom and we'll just write together, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So between those two things and actually paying for this, I just showed up. I just made sure I, I went for everything just to, you know, kind of make sure that I'm showing up. So I think the main thing was the accountability and showing up. It's the, it's the, 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 it's the most simple, it's the simplest thing, mm-hmm. but it's also the hardest thing. It is. Yep. Showing up because showing there, up. There, you can make up so many excuses for not, for not showing up. Definitely. Right? And, and it was very important for me because then I was traveling between California and Nigeria a lot, right? So even though the, the classes when I'm in the U.S. were like 2 p.m. Pacific time or 1 p.m. in Nigeria, that was like 11 p.m. or something. <laughs> so yeah. I would literally stay up at night for these classes. And, you know, towards the end of the program, he, he showed some stats about, you know, the drop-off rates. Oh, um, yeah based on the people that joined and who actually got to the end with a finished manuscript. Yeah. And there was definitely some drop off, but what he learned was like this thing he called the author's mindset, right? Where there were certain people that he found that data showed up. Most people will say, I'm busy. There's never enough time, whatever it is, but everybody's busy. Everybody, yes. everybody has something else family responsibility work but the people that showed up he called it like an author's mindset which i also think is somewhat of like an entrepreneurial mindset where you know you're you're delaying the instant gratification and you just show up because you're sort of like trusting the process that something will come out of it towards the end in the future right yeah yeah the presence is the important thing exactly you just have to come show up right and just you know having people on zoom and you're seeing them all of you yeah you're seeing people right okay all right i have to sit down here yeah so that was a big part for me 
I think it's also believing that the writing process and the publishing process, of course, that relies a lot on creativity, mm-hmm. but the magic is in the work. Yep. It's there's the exactly. magic is not in the magic spell that will no. make it instant. It's not instant, basically. No, 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 no. And and it's as you said, it's you know when we started out, he he made sure that first week we understood the full process of the publishing process so that you know where you are in this uh, yeah in, oh i'm here yeah the milestone exactly. so yeah. you can orient yourself properly mm-hmm. and you know i think i've learned this just in general with creativity mm-hmm. with making music or even with writing is the more you do it you start to realize that there are so many different tasks mm-hmm. and it's not just it's not just one thing. Oh, I just need to write, right? There's there's research. There's you know, <laughs> exploring other. There's topics. thinking. There's, there's thinking. a lot of yeah, thinking. Exactly. <laughs> and you have to almost give time to all these different things. I think most times a lot of people just say, "Oh, I, I just want to write." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, you know, they tell you, "Oh, you can write in twenty three days." You know, mm-hmm. you can have a book. Of course, you can, but yeah. whether or not it's something you would be proud of or not yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly so the main thing another big thing that was very helpful is just organization tools so they provided templates they provided checklists they mm-hmm. provided a system for us to be like okay we're tracking okay mm-hmm. i have x number of words for this thing and yeah. it's tracking this yeah. is where i'm at i need to write some more i need to you know edit some more and the big part, I think, in week six of the process, they introduced us to a development editor. Now, that takes the thing to the next level. And I'm sure you completely understand this. But, I uh, have a developmental exactly. editor. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and people don't see the, the, the value. But the development editor comes in, not necessarily looking at your words about, you know, your grammar. Or not whatever. the grammar, yeah. No. It's more about the structure. What are you trying to tell? What are you trying to do? How can I help you organize your thoughts? Yes. And just having that person as like a thinking partner or a strategic partner. Yes. Very big help for authors or, and people that are trying to write. Okay, so let's jump ahead because you mm-hmm. went into detail about the writing process. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're comparing here your experience with publishing Press Play. Yep. And then, you know, you, you did publish Toffee's Divide, mm-hmm. and, but then you went the route of converting it into an NFT. Yep. So walk us through, you know, what you think about the experience of mm-hmm. publishing mm-hmm. and then why you decided to move the toughest divide in a different way yeah yeah so definitely so the first when i published press play one thing that like say the new degree press my publisher they do enable you and empower you with all these tools so one thing they they mm-hmm. have the, well they have this thing that they said most the average author maybe sold like sells like 150 books or something like I don't know the stats, but something like that. There's no, yes, there's no, yeah. There's it's a dismal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's dismal not that, statistic. It's not that much. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of set us up like, hey, you might be the next New York 
Times bestseller. bestseller. But, you know, this is what the average person is getting. So to front end that, what they did was, how about you crowdfund your book where you do an Indiegogo campaign, right? Yes. You get people to buy into the book, not only the book, but the author's journey, some perks, maybe yeah. you can talk or whatever it is. And then you use all that money to pay for your market marketing editor, some video marketing. And, and then when the books come out, you ship it to those people, right? Yeah. So even there's before, sales already. Exactly. So there was already sales, right? I think for me with press play, I'd already sold like 200 books. So, you know, you're already above average, which already feels good to start with. So that was a very big thing that I learned in terms of crowdfunding, right? So um, fast forward, at this point, I'm talking about, and by the way, I'm a very kind of private person. So I, for the longest time, I wasn't really on social media on, like, you can ask my family, they, you can't find me unless you see me in person, right? Yeah. Um, so I wasn't on Facebook, Instagram, even on WhatsApp. I was not on any of these things. But in 2019, with the writing, the instructor kind of pushed us to go on LinkedIn or anywhere you're active to start talking about your book because yeah. his approach was build your audience build your platform while yeah while you're building your book right mm -hmm. don't yes. wait till the book is finished to start talking about it mm -hmm. so that really pushed me so um I, you know I've been I've been using LinkedIn for my business right so it was the place I would say I was the most comfortable with in terms of the platform. So I was just like, All right, you know what? I'm going to start talking about my book from a personal perspective on LinkedIn, which is which is sort of a different approach because, you know, LinkedIn is, is kind of this very professional yeah. thing, you know, like you now you're here talking about your creative, well, I say, interest. Which is kind of not in line almost, yeah, right? Exactly. Especially if, you know, if you look at my background, you know, and my engineer, exactly, <laughs> and, and I'm doing this B2B industrial business now. You're talking about music and, and books. <laughs> yeah, where did that come from, right? Yeah. But I started doing it, and to be honest, since 2019, that would be, be the thing that I'll, I'll say has kept me accountable in terms of just making sure you're sharing what you're working on. Mm -hmm. uh, and and building community right so that that's the first thing then the second thing that happened was you know after press play got launched mm -hmm. obviously 2020 happened it was the pandemic you know i was planning on going on book tours and all that kind of stuff all that was canceled so i had to now focus more on getting the word online out, yeah online, right so that was the second thing and then there were a couple of things that happened i remember my Indiegogo accounts when I first wanted to set it up for some reason it was I couldn't access my Indiegogo accounts right now fast rewind like three three years or four years before when I ever when I first set up my Indiegogo account to support a friend a friend was traveling somewhere and I supported them but since then they blocked the account so I sent a message to Indiegogo and like hey like what's going on here they're like oh it's blocked I'm security. We can't, you know, we can't tell you anything. So I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to I have to publish. I have to put out my campaign in a week. Yeah. So I have to like create a new account and all okay. that kind of stuff. So that's one example. The second example, I was on, you know, I started using LinkedIn a lot. I was traveling between 
at that point between California, I went to South Africa, I went to Nairobi and Lagos. So I'm moving around all these places and being active on LinkedIn, my account gets blocked. They're like, yo, your of IP, course, yeah. Your IP, something's going on with your IP. Yes. Is it you? So I then have to prove myself. And now you can imagine with LinkedIn at that point is where I'm doing all my all your promotions, promotions, all your yeah. And this happened a week or two before Toffee's divide comes out. So, you know, I see Indiegogo, this happens with Indiegogo, they don't give me an explanation. This happens with LinkedIn, doesn't give me an explanation. And I, this is 2022. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning about NFTs, right? And the whole pro- thing about it is owning your data, owning the your relationship with the people in your community in a sort of decentralized um, fashion. And... You know, these two experiences between LinkedIn and Indiegogo really showed me like, okay, you might be building an audience on these things, but you do not own any of the, you do not own the relationship, right? Oh, you, and, you don't have control over how the platform exactly, will react. Exactly. So, you know, just like email, just like having the best way to, to, to build anything is to have the person's direct contact, yes. either their phone number or their email. Right. And we, you know, you learn this from any marketing, yeah. email marketing thing. Um, I just with the NFTs, with the blockchain was just another layer of authenticity in terms of like, OK, this thing is coming from the, the creator, the artist, and you get to own that access to that contact or that wallet. In, mm-hmm. as you you get it. a stake in it. Right? Exactly. So. When, you know, with all that happening, I was like, okay, you know, I like to experiment. That's my main, that's something I like to do. So I was like, all right, there were all these projects then that had like 10,000 NFTs and, you know, in one project. So I was like, I'm going to do something small. I'm going to take the 405 pages in mm-hmm. Toffee's Divide mm-hmm. and create 405 tokens, right? And those 405 would just be based on different variations of the um, book cover. Right. I see. I see. So that's all it was. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like you know. Some people do things where they'll give you a quote from the book or whatever it is. It was just different variations of the um book cover, which yeah. we spent a lot of time on. And then um you know the the NFT gives you access to a limited edition of the book. It gives you access to the audio book. It also gives you access to the writing class and community that I yeah. was setting up. I think you know a little bit about yes, that. Yes, I know. I know. You know? That. And, but... and, and the last thing it does is it gives me crowdfunding funds, right, that I'm going to use to write my third book and ship to those people that own the NFT. So, you know, it was kind of a way for me to start, you know, not relying on these big data center companies. Yes, like LinkedIn or Indiegogo, and try to take more control um, it, for it, my stuff. That's right. You, you know, you you make a really good point because technology, although it has really democratized publishing, mm-hmm. you know, before even fewer people got a chance to be published yep. because you need to go to this particular class, particular exactly. school, this particular yep. workshop for you to be recognized by the agents or the publishers exactly unless you're an athlete or a celebrity mm-hmm. or like a, you know or a yep. reality or show star yep. yeah well known and then technology came around self-publishing which is 
already an advanced you, the way you self-publish was already an advanced exactly. kind of self-publishing you were gonna crowdfund mm -hmm. which if you see the stats you know one of the biggest funded books of all time i think reached like even like four million dollars something wow. like that. yeah <laughs> it was like yeah i don't know if it was indiegogo but uh -huh. it, was, it was also a fantasy oh, mm -hmm. sci-fi fantasy book but even that is not reliable yep even that is not completely democratized mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you are going to be then bound by like that like all conditions of territory yep exactly right? yep. you it don't depends. own the distribution <laughs> yep depends on what <clears throat> there are some countries that indiegogo you know when when i was struggling with my indiegogo account again I was in Lagos, right? Yes, and, you yes. Know, it's almost like, oh, we notice your IP. Every time they're always noticing the IP is suspicious. Yeah. And I yeah. understand. And you, <laughs> but... we understand. But at the same time, how does that help you as an author? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And enter another form of social publishing. Because mm -hmm. one form of social publishing is the crowdfunding, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you're already building it in public. You built your yep. platform on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So you have experience in that. And now another layer would be blockchain, yep. NFT, which gives um, readers more agency to support the kind support of writers. Directly. Yeah, yep. directly, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And the writer in exchange not only gives them a more tailored experience, you know, a more special experience, it also helps support you yep. to continue Exactly. your creative journey exactly. you're not just okay this book is done all right maybe it became a bestseller and you have a lot of book you know a lot of um, money but okay what do you do next what, what you if you want yep. what if you want another project you're gonna exactly. start start it from zero all over again yep this one has more continuity doesn't mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. it does it does and you know that's one thing for me uh i i didn't grow up thinking I'll, I'll write books i'll tell you that for a fact nobody grows <laughs> your the parents will immediately tell you that is not a job yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. oh you want to be a writer okay well and we what do, else yeah, yeah we do respect writers but you know go be an engineer <laughs> go 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 work at a bank or go be an accountant or something so growing up even though i had like cousins that read books a lot and I was so fascinated by how, you know, they're not watching TV, they're reading books. Wow. Yeah. Like, and, you know, growing up, my relationship, at least with books, was more school oriented. Like, okay, I've read a textbook for biology and chemistry. I don't want to read another book. Like, that's how I was. I was, let me go play sports, let me go play basketball or football or something. But I think I started journaling a lot when I started working. Because yes. I needed, you know, eventually you start to work. And, you know, I, at, at that point, I'd done my undergrad chemical engineering. I'd gotten my master's in chemical engineering. And now I'm working at this company. And I'm just like, so is this it? Kind of. You understand yes. what I'm saying? And yes. uh, I, 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 that's when I started realizing, like, okay, there was more. I wanted to do more than just working. So I started doing different things. I started, you know, writing a lot. I started scribbling. You know, mm -hmm. kind of doodling while I was at work, you know, that's right. finding ways to explore the other parts of myself. And that's where 
the, the writing actually came from. And that becomes like my next question. Segways really nicely, you know, towards the, the main <laughs> question, mm -hmm. which is really like, okay, you have a really good education and mm -hmm. you got, you're very business oriented. You can stand on your own two feet. You know, you can, mm -hmm. you can work um, in a field that you want, but something inside you still grab it. You don't, you don't need to write. Yeah. But you were looking for it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we both know what that being an engineer is a very useful thing. Mm -hmm. It's a useful thing in the world. We need that, in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why do you think art is necessary? As you found out, that was necessary yep. for you. Mm -hmm. So in for you, why is art necessary? So I think it's, you know, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. So it's a good question. Um, and I'm thinking about it a lot, even with all the AI stuff that's happening. And I'll use I'll use AI for as a way to answer the question, right? Okay. So you know you have Chat GPT now, right? Most people will say, oh, with Chat GPT, I can write a blog post. I don't need writers, right? It's fine. That's actually a, that's true. Is a true is a real point. But if you're just focusing on outputs, right, then Chat GPT would take care of everything. Because all if if all I'm doing is to I'm focused on the output of writing as a way to transfer information from one person to another, fine. I'm out of the question. But what writing does for me is that it allows me to explore myself, which is something at this point ChatGPT can't do for me. ChatGPT no. can't help me think. It can yeah. I can think with ChatGPT, which I do. I kind of, you know, I'll think. Right, play company, with it a little bit, back, yeah. Play, you know, it's kind of like a partner, kind yes. of um, sparring, um, thought partner. But the work of thinking, nobody can do that for you. You yeah. have to do it on your own. And 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 um, a big part, in my opinion, in terms of growth, is take action and then reflect on the action. Take action and reflect. And this constant act and reflect, writing helps me reflect. So it's almost like there's a first part of me doing the reflection through the writing. And then there's the second part of it's um, me sharing what I've done for it to either connect with someone else or to spark someone's mind to reflect on the world the same through my, through the way I see the yes. world. Right? So I think art, music, whatever it is, is, is a way for all of us to kind of build that, just to spark dialogue, to, to look at society and reflect and be like, okay, what we're seeing, is, it, is, is, is what we're seeing good? Is it, is it yeah. all good? Like, should we take the world the way it is or should we yeah. talk about how we can solve it? And I think that's where the writing really comes into play because most people, regardless whether you're an engineer, business owner, whatever it is, communication as a skill is something that is so important. Whether you're trying to innovate, whether you're trying to solve problems for your community, dialogue has to happen. Yeah. You, know, you have to build empathy with people. How do you do that? By talking, by, by communicating. So it's such an important thing, first from a self-discovery perspective, and then from a, you know, the softer skills of, it helps to boost your creativity. It helps. And these are things I'm learning afterwards. It came with time. But when I was doing it, it was mainly more, I'm trying to understand myself and discover 
even the things I'm passionate about, you know. So it was more of me kind of cultivating a habit to find purpose mm-hmm. and, and meaning in my life. And and it's sort of like a paradox because mm-hmm. the more writing helps you reflect and discover things about yourself and the more you learn how to write about it and articulate it, yeah. the deeper you can connect with others who will read it. Exactly. It's not just it's not just communication because communication Mm -hmm. is the utility, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you can, I can tell you, oh, the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. But that's very different from saying the the sky is blue and it reminds me of my childhood when yeah, exactly. I lie down in the grass and just watch, you know, after summer break. Mm-hmm. And you know what summer break is mm-hmm. like. And mm-hmm. now we we have a connection now. Connection, exactly. We have a, we we discovered. Oh, he experienced summer break too, and he. Ex- yep, you know? exactly, exactly, and and you know some of now that I'm doing this more and for the longest time I couldn't even explain the need to other people you know it's just like when I for instance when I was writing Toffee's Divide maybe on a Friday maybe my friends are going out I'm like nah, I'm going to stay at home what are you doing no I'm writing this thing they're like what what, what you're writing <laughs> what no, I'm for writing story. <laughs> yeah. well, what? Like, nah, I'm just writing you know and it was a need that personally I had but it was hard to communicate because, you know, most of the people I was around, they're similar to me, either like engineers, business people kind of thing. So we didn't cultivate this habit of like exploring ourselves. It was more of just how do we develop ourselves to be useful in the world in a yes. very like product, productive, yes. productivity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And But the more I do it now, I'm getting a sense of why I'm doing it mm-hmm. or even the reason I'm doing it. And, you know, I just read this book called How to Take Smart Notes. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how writing is used to even boost your creativity. And if, even if you think about, you know, the scientific approach of discovery, mm-hmm. right? The scientist has to experiment. They have to... It's a hypothesis. A hypothesis, and then they have to, yeah. test it out. And not only that, they have to publish. Yes, they have to publish. So that the um, scientific community can give feedback, yeah. Give them feedback and go back. And so even when I look at social media, even though some people are like, oh, so toxic and so this, is there also a place for us to kind of take this scientific approach of, I'm going to write something, I'm going to publish it. And, you know, see, and I'm not just saying it just so that people can come and like, if someone says, ah, I don't agree with that thought, okay, that's good. Now I can reflect on why don't you agree with it, right? And keep going. I mean, the reason I found you was because you published yes. <laughs> writing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like what you're... And then we connected, you know? That's so, right. <laughs> the unexpected they... connections. Exactly. So exactly. there's... I mean, everything is not really... You know, there's always good good sides and bad sides mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the, it's about the intentionality of how you use it and use what it. you use it for exactly. and sometimes that's not clear in the exactly. beginning yeah. right and that's, and that's the part that i think we if we are fine with it's not being clear 
we will make a lot of progress. But I think a lot of us have that very, what's the end? Where's the gratification I'm going to get soon? I yeah. need to see it before I can commit. And you know, if we can flip it around to be like, it will eventually come, but how about you just take it like it's an adventure and you just go in and figuring it out on the way. Yeah, and that's part of having an adventure. Mm-hmm. The unknown, yep, right? Exactly. Because if you already know what's going to happen, how is that an adventure? Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. And there needs to be a transformation too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So speaking of transformation, you said that this really like kind of changed your life, you know, the, the, how you see writing and why you write. And and we talked about this earlier, like you want to do this for the rest of your life, you know, yeah, even we... even more than engineering or something yes. like that. So I think it, it even allows me to be a better engineer. It helps me be a better business person. Like right now. I'm I'm even pulling some books that I got from undergrad and reading them again just to actually understand write to understand it because I I'm now getting to a point where when I read stuff, I have to write it in my own words for me mm-hmm. to fully understand and I apply it to my life. Like, okay, thermodynamics. What does thermodynamics actually mm-hmm. mean in my life? For right you, now? yes. Yeah, exactly. As yes. opposed to those times. I was just trying to get good grades and I mm. got them. And mm. I, you know, it was just like the funnel. You go to school, get good grades, your parents will leave you alone kind of thing. And, <laughs> that's a funny and I, way to put that, but yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally how it felt when I was 18, 19. And, but now I go back and, you know, those times you were reading for the utility of the good grade that would get you a good GPA, that would get you a job. Mm-hmm. And I went through that funnel. And you get the job. And I said, that's when you, okay, I'm here now. What's <laughs> next? Yeah. Um, so I find myself going back and reading some of these concepts that I kind of just did to, to you know, make sure I was prepared to pass the exam. But now I'm reading it for myself. Mm-hmm. And the writing really helps me understand some of these concepts. So even with my business, like a big part of it as the founder of my business is sales and marketing as a lot of that is communication and you know having empathy for your customers and writing only helps me do that so you know when i think of it i think of it as a practice similar to i meditate right i met so meditation is something i i want to keep doing you know and Similar. There's really no perfection. It's writing is the same. Yeah, it's the same. You, it's, you're not done. You're never yeah. done. It's a lifelong thing. It's almost like I see it almost like exercising also. Yeah. Like I'm not going to stop exercising because I finally got into a person. No, I'm going to keep exercising to match the way my body feels at that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. in my life. And it's the same way I look at writing. And the biggest, ex- at least the example that I saw recently maybe like a month ago, I was writing my newsletter and I wanted to reference a story, Oliver Twist. So Oliver Twist and, you know, Charles Dickens. Dickens book, yeah. Right? That and was a could... serialized book too. He wrote in public. Ah, really? I actually did not know that. Yeah. So I was, you know, I went online, d- did some research on Charles Dickens and, you know, this, Charles Dickens is well known, right? Yeah. He's one of the most influential mm-hmm. writers of what the 19th was the 19th or 18th century he's canon now so yeah so 
But the funny thing is on Wikipedia and everything, they never described him as an author, which was interesting. But what did what they they, main, the main thing that stuck to me was writer and social critic, right? Yes. And so when I think of it, it's just like, okay, I, I'm not even going to limit myself to be like, oh, I'm just a writer. If I'm a, some of it is me just putting a critic of this is the world we're living in now. What do you think, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to do that in a nonfiction book. I'm going to do it in a um, sci-fi book. And yes. I'm going to do it in all these different ways. But the real thing is I'm just putting a critic of mm-hmm. this is where we are now. Where can we go? Kind of thing. That's that's a really good point because even if you were writing a book on gardening, mm-hmm. you can't help but reflect the current how it is now. The current state, yeah. Yeah, like the books in gardening from the 1600s are very different, different from yeah. the books. And, and and you know, with Charles Dickens, the big thing that was happening in England then was the industrial industrial revolution. revolution. So yes. now. With, it's technological you know, revolution. Yeah, you know, the automation revolution. So, you know, even if AI can write, right? Yeah. Someone has to write about AI writing. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, so, yeah, yeah. It's like so, a, yeah, a loop. It's a like loop. almost a loop because yeah. you're experiencing it and exactly. it's your personal experience that is mm-hmm. unique. Exactly. We're just reflecting. Mm-hmm. All we're doing as write, writing is just a form of reflection either yeah. of what you're going through personally or what you're seeing in the world externally. And on that note, like that is a good time, a good thing to wrap up our nah. discussion on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And of course, like I will ask you off of our podcast too for more tips on mm-hmm. how you navigate social publishing for sure. to supplement our conversation. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate your reflections and your insight and for answering our questions on how you went through your own process of publishing. And thank you for joining us today, Nifemi. Any last words that you wanted to share? No, no, I think, you know, you can definitely connect with me. I'm I'm active on both LinkedIn and Twitter, right? We'll Um, we'll share that too. Yep, just share that. And, you know, I think if most people want to connect is mainly through my newsletter, it's naporepublic.com. So that's N-A-P-O republic.com. And yeah, I think it would be very nice to, to, to be connected with anybody from your audience. And, you know, I would love to either read, get them to read some of my books or yes. even, even join in on some of our, our writing courses and community. So Amazing. Yep. Thank you, Nifemi, and good luck on your next project because I know this won't be the last. Yes, yes, for sure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Talking Writing Podcast. We're an independent literary site and nonprofit organization based in the Boston area, but with contributors from around the world. Since our founding in 2010, We've relied on donations to keep publishing and podcasting. To donate to TW, you can use the donate button on the rss.com page of this podcast or visit talkingwriting.com slash donate. And of course, feel free to drop us a line at editor at talkingwriting.com.